Hello, bros. It's time for that hero stuff, bro. That hero stuff. Oh, how are you doing on the day of today? This is James Hall, and welcome to Restoring Heroes, real biblical manhood in the counterfeit world, and also a part of the War Cry Podcast Network. Woo! Look, I got a whole lot to say in a little bit of time, and I brought a guest with me today. Today on this podcast, we have Isaiah from the Crusade to Manhood. I want to say hi to everybody, Isaiah. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Man, I love the energy, and I'm so psyched to be on this podcast with you today, James. See, we got a whole lot to talk about, um, and we have to really do it in a short amount of time. And that's, I think that's a little bit, of, that's a lot of my fault. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So, Isaiah, what are you and Anthony doing um, if you don't know who they are, they have an awesome podcast and an awesome mission in uh, Crusade to Manhood. And um, check them out on Instagram, Crusade to Manhood. Um, and just, I want you to kind of talk about, tell the man out there, tell the heroes out there, what is your heart behind the Crusade to Manhood? Yeah, absolutely. I'll try to keep it uh, quick and simple because honestly, it's been a journey um, and just, having it grow from uh, the little idea that it was into what we're getting into a new season of it coming up soon and, and some new really cool things uh, on the back burners that are coming up towards the front. Um, but, you know, it was originally a mission that God put on my heart because uh, I had fallen into this almost stoop of misunderstanding my belonging in the world. Mm. And, um, you know, I started drawing nearer to God because it was the only way that I knew to find my place. I knew that leaning into God was going to result in me understanding not only myself and my purpose better, but my creator who designed me. And so the important part there was just to ask him, what do you want from me? How can I serve you, Lord? And when I started surrendering like this, I started... Uh, really investing my time into just praise and worship and prayer and, and heavy fasting and reading of the Bible and just trying to discipline myself as much as possible for him. And uh, the result was um, two different missions, one of them being fighting human trafficking and the other one being raising up the next generation of men. Oh. Because the the heart for both of these comes from experience within my own family. Um, I, I was raised in a family of, of eight kids. I'm number eight. I'm the youngest. And uh, with six sisters, um, so there's this, this protective nature and this love for for the freedom of everybody. But one of the big things is, is just having all these siblings. I understand, um, you know, these, these fears that they go through and, and all these other things. And um, and, you know, even some of my siblings have experienced uh, some close encounters of trafficking and, and things like that. And so uh, I have a big heart for building uh, a ministry that supports that. And so that's what Crusade to Manhood sort of became was this, hey, let me step out on the forefront. And in order to combat this trafficking, 
and not just trafficking, but the spirit that is coming over young men in our world, the spirit of fatherlessness, mm-hmm. the spirit of misdirection, the spirit of the enemy coming on them uh, and holding their masculinity down and away from them. Uh, the best way to combat that was to get on the front lines. And um, so it was me in the beginning, all alone, and I had no idea how I was going to do that. But I kept praying in this. Sculpting out these ideas and setting goals, they became uh, more realistic in the sense of, all right, before I can do that, how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And so I started delving into that and praying about it. And as I was doing that, I realized I needed help. And so I started praying. And one night I was praying heavily and the Lord actually put Anthony, my now uh, COO and and co-founder and co-host of Crusade to Manhood podcast in our movement, and I started praying for him heavily. And that same night, I turned my phone over after prayer, and I see that he texted me this huge text. And from then on, you know, him saying, God put it on my heart to ask you about this mission that you're doing and to see if I can help you with that. And from then on, we've been driving it to where God wants it to go. So now we're a podcast. We've got uh, a blog and a, a website at crusademanhood.com. We are now launching our first online mentorship group. Um, we're calling it the Warrior's Purpose Mastermind Group, where we're leading guys through reading materials as well as finding their purpose, understanding the role of a woman in their life, and understanding how God can guide them. And so things have just been truly blessed in the way that we have been able to build them and be led by God in every single thing that we do. Hmm. I love it. I love it. And um, with the crusade and the crusade to me, when I think about crusade is, is getting on the battlefield is, is fighting for a purpose. I heard a quote today when I was listening to uh, Mark Dreskel um, and he was talking his real man um, stuff on, on, on YouTube and he was talking about a warrior doesn't really love to fight, but he fights for those who he loves. And that's why Amen. he gets into a battle. And I think I might be messing up that quote a little bit, but I love the way I said it. So I'm keep it like that. So I love it. too. Um, oh, absolutely. Like that a, is really the heart behind crusade to manhood is becoming men uh, who are gonna understand their purpose is bigger than them. It's bigger than. Uh, what they desire, but it's it's something that's going to fulfill their hearts as opposed to just their their temporary happiness. Uh huh. So, what do you feel is one of the one of the a battle that we have to fight as men? You were talking about the mindset of uh, the spirit behind the sex trafficking, the spirit behind um, the the over. What how I want to say it the oversaturation of a hypersexuality the spirit behind that so what do you think is a uh, one of the battles that men have to face um, in this crusade to their their manhood their biblical manhood yeah there's so many battlefronts James and I think one of the first ones that we come against as young men becoming uh, a full realized man of God is we have to come to understand our role in the world as a man of God, not as just a man and not as a boy, but as a servant. Uh And 
somebody who is willing to step out of their comfort zone to do what you were speaking about, which is to fight for somebody else. Um, and I think one of the biggest battles, though, that we face is internal. And it's something where we have to ask ourselves, what are we standing on? What is our foundation? Because mm -hmm. before we can firmly ground ourselves in order to take on a dragon, we have to be standing on a firm ground. We have to be uh, planted and rooted within ourselves and be confident what we stand on. And so, of course, you know, we, Anthony and I, encourage our viewers and our listeners to stand on God as the foundation and the cornerstone. Amen. But there's so much to understanding and trusting God. There's a process in that. And one of those things that we have to overcome is pride and perception and fear of the world and fear of what we do or do not fit into in the world. And as men, fear is one of the greatest things that we battle because it is what stops us from mm. becoming men. And the greatest fear that a man has is to be seen as a coward, which is very, uh, you know, double, uh, double-edged sword right there. Yeah. Because you know our fear creates us into being cowards, but we're afraid of being a coward. Right. So, I think one of the biggest battles that we have is against ourselves and our flesh, and the way that we view ourselves. And we need to start viewing ourselves in the way that God sees us. Because when Jesus was baptized uh, and he comes out of the water and God says, this is my son and whom I am well pleased. Men, you have to realize that God is saying that about you. It doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter what you always do because you're full of sin because you're living in the world. But you don't want to live of the world. And you want to instead focus on what God says about you. And when you start changing that mindset and that perspective and you believe in yourself in the way that God does, that is a battle that is won right there. The enemy doesn't have a grip on you in that case. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. And in this battle, I think, too, um, one of the things I see is a prolonged um, adolescent state. So you said something about men um, not being boys, and I feel that um, nowadays there's you know stats and figures talking about that men prolonging marriage, men prolonging yeah marriage and 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 cohabit and prolonging cohabitation and men wanting um, the daughters of God to disobey God in the bedroom just so that just to satisfy their boyhood whatever they saw on the Pornhub whatever they saw right on you know whatever um and it's a, i think it's a a to for a, for a man to really be a godly man for a boy to turn into a godly man he has to submit on the the rule and reign of the under the of the king of kings you cannot so be a man you cannot truly be a man you could be a male with gray hair and 50 years old <laughs> but you cannot yeah. be truly a man unless you're submitting under jesus christ and obeying what he's telling you to do um and that's how you win the battle like our battle is won by our submission to jesus 
Um, and then Absolutely. we can fight. The Bible says, submit to God, resist the devil, then he will flee. I think sometimes we go into resisting the devil all the time, resisting, resisting, putting blocks, putting covenant eyes, putting accountability parts, doing all this resisting. But we forget that we have to submit under God. That means even my thoughts, my thought process, my hurts, my pains, my unforgiveness, how I was raised, how I wasn't raised, the things I wish all has all that all of that has to be under the submission of God of Jesus, which is the word of God. Like, um, and is our in our Lord and Savior. I'm not doing down to the word of God, but you know what I mean? Like it all Absolutely. has to be under the jurisdiction of Jesus Christ. And through then through that, we can have the power to fight these battles. Um, yes. And we got yes. the power to really be on the front lines with the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and have brothers around us locking shields together. We can go forward when we're all in submission to the king and we can uh, we can have the power of the king to fight the battles. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And you know what is beautiful about that is that it's an exact uh, image of a father and a son. And there's a specific age that a son will turn away from his mother and he'll go to his, his father for answers. And the thing is, is that he has to see the father as all knowing and understanding and completely trust in him that that his father is going to lead him in the right way. And what that is, James, is exactly what you're saying is surrender and submission. And the thing is, is boys think that submission is weak. And so they will never learn how to submit to God. Right. And so, and that's because they see, uh, air quotes, men who truly are still boys, just, you know, age has nothing to do with being a man of God. Uh, you know, what has to do with that is what you're saying is submission, surrender, but also um, a spiritual maturity. And that, that only seems to come through initiation through the father and and initiation through of your spirit because from the heart the mouth speaks mm. but also from the heart the body moves and the mind thinks and uh the ears receive and the hands uh give and all of these things and so if we're not giving our heart and surrendering our identity to god for testing and for initiating then we're holding on to exactly where we are and we will never grow. Mm. And so that is just something that God, I mean, man, talk about, you know, uh, boyhood to manhood, crusade to manhood. That is truly, I think, the image that is such a beautiful uh, mission that we strive for. And we hunger for that as men. We need initiation. We want to see our father look down at us and go, I'm proud of you. Right. You are a man. And right. That's only going to happen through what you're saying. And and so, you know, I couldn't agree more with that. I think one thing, too, I was thinking about it, like I, one of the issues we I have in the in the manosphere um, is is that I think men are running out in the battle and taking these battles like without armor, without faith, without righteousness, they're trying to do it with their own righteousness. So we go, we swing between two things. Either we go super beta or we go mm -hmm. like stoic and emotionless. So we either Ooh, go robotic. beta and, and, uh, and, and limp wristic and sissy long stocking and all that stuff. Or we go the other way was really robotic and we're like Vulcans or <laughs> we were emotionless. Right. Uh, 
beings in our in in uh, listen to a sermon another another sermon I was listening to but he's talking about how Jesus is both lion and lamb um mm. at this at the same time he's both lion and lamb sometimes men are too lamb and they're pushovers and things like that and also sometimes men are too lion and they eat whatever mm. they want they devour you can't tell a uh, a lion will go after an elephant he don't care like he eats whatever he wants right and i think we need to be more like jesus and want to be more like jesus back to my first point is we have to be both lion and lamb we're lamb we're soft with our kids with our wife and when mm -hmm. they need to be we're lions when they need to be protected um, when we need to stand up and be bold and go after something, we need to be both lion and lamb because that's the example that Jesus set. Um, and it kind of yes. and it kind of goes back to what you we were saying before. Do you feel? And this is a question: Do you feel that men view Jesus as a sissified Jesus? I think that the world has done a horrible job of of portraying Jesus, um, especially in, you know, children's Bible school and everything else, you know, they don't, they don't talk about the warring Jesus, um, that stood up in a church and, and flipped tables, but you know, it's, it's mentioned, it's, a, it's a, it's a footnote in the characteristics of Jesus. But the thing is, is that, you know, Jesus protected and stood up for he was a true knight coming in you know before you know medieval era was a thing even you know he came in and he was meek and this is something that you and i james were talking about just before but you know meekness in the bible isn't what we think of as meek uh in today's world or at least what is portrayed as being meek really we think the word weak with a w right as opposed to m meek and what meek means in the word and how it's translated uh, in the old Greek and, and from the beginnings of the word truly means having power, but knowing how to use it. Hmm. And this is a, a podcast uh, that Anthony and I recently did. And, and so we go over that a little bit more, but let's just delve into that right now. The thing that makes a man a man is not wielding his sword in a, in a you know, uh, energetic and wild way, but it's moving gracefully. And, and James, you said it about being part lamb and part lion. Jesus portrayed that so beautifully when he would have dinner with those who were weak and, and lost and he would welcome them in. But when the Pharisees would come and challenge him in front of everybody else, he didn't sling his sword around, you know, haphazardly. He knew exactly how to strike in the hearts of those who were attacking him and his, and he knew how to protect, but also through love. And I think that that's such an interesting idea where you can be offensive with love. Right. And, and that is seen as tough love or whatever, but if anybody can do it, it truly is the man because the man has that within him as a balance, as a father, as a brother, um, to be able to uh, hmm, offer a love that is comforting and yet 
uplifting yeah. and yeah. you know where you're kind of holding somebody's arm up for them and challenging so, too yeah and challenging absolutely asking them questions and that's why jesus spoke in parables is because he wanted them to figure it out he didn't want to give it to them he wanted to be the teacher without you know being condescending or anything else and, and that's what's amazing is wise as a serpent and meek as a dove does not mean you know peaceful and oh you know uh, i'm going to be a pacifist and all this other stuff it means wielding the sword in the way that god wants you to yes and not for your own pleasures or fear like we talked about before fear can make you wield the sword in a very horrible way because it will make you react like like moving in the darkness and and you're walking up the stairs and your foot falls too far forward because you missed a step and all of a sudden you grab anything you can hold on to and whatever might break on the way of doing that you know yeah that's how we react as weak <laughs> men but as strong men we are ready and we are always preparing to wield the sword in the way that god wants us to i love it i love it and i think too like with this the, the crusade, the manhood, the the meekness that that Jesus shown. It's like, um, like you're you're about to get married, bro. Congratulations, right? Um, <laughs> Thank you, brother. When you when you have a child, like I'm letting you know, when you have a child, this is a demonstration of that fruit of the spirit, meekness, gentleness, like that that fruit of the spirit. Like, as big as you are, and you look at this baby, and and we as men have the ability. We have the ability now to crush that child in our arms if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. But because mm -hmm. we love, we we control our power and we hold that baby gently. We we cuddle it gently. That's that lamb side. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We cuddle it Absolutely. gently. We kiss it gently. We talk gently. We we sing to it. We we sing to the baby. We we love the baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that that and is meekness. Cause we we can I mean, we can be loud and boisterous. We can well whatever. You can actually like the power of a man, we could crush that child if we wanted to. Uh, a one day old child cannot withstand our strength. But because we love um and because we love we we can we can be gentle and that's mm. that's the that's the sense of meekness that power under control thing that i think um we all as men have to kind of kind of deal with when it, even when not in, not only when it comes to children but when it comes to our our wives and stuff when we when we get through when you get to that point you'll understand <laughs> mm. yeah no completely though and that's something even with my fiance kaylee uh, God has just been able to lead me in understanding that meekness and in love, how to be tender and gentle. And it's the most masculine thing that men will learn how to do because it takes more strength than anything else. Self-control and discipline and loving your spouse and your girlfriend or your fiance, whatever stage you're in, or even just women in your family. I mean, that's that's hard to do, but you will become stronger by learning how to become gentle and tender and loving in that way and then you also have the other side of protective and and feeling like you know you have ownership over the responsibility to uh to guide and to lead and um and to be a, a covering and so all of those things i mean from the time that you start a relationship with a woman that you intend to marry uh, to when you have that child, which I haven't gotten the honor of, 
of you know experiencing that yeah. but you know i've had nephews and nieces who i i still feel so uh protective over and yet you know learning that that soft touch yeah is i truly want to just express that that is masculinity at its peak because of the strength that it requires in order to balance being both um it's easy to be wild and haphazard and and brute force and it's really easy to cower and hide and not do anything but in order to come to a middle ground where those become strengths and not weaknesses that is truly masculinity and godly masculinity hmm i i love that i love that um i have another question why do you think why do you think it's so much biblical illiteracy in 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 the manosphere in in our you know where we hang out kind of where we mm. you know want to teach men and things like that um why do you think so many men don't know how to use their sword and they they are yeah. swinging it haphazardly they are just picking out random verses like what, what why do you think that is i love that question james i think that's 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 something that more men need to ask themselves about themselves is hey am i wielding the sword right and how can i do it better and i think that starts with a fear of committing to uh, a deeper understanding because of the fear of not understanding it mm. and and so you know and that was the, i'm speaking from experience because for a long time i feared diving into the hot, heavy uh stake of the bible and and truly digging in and and reading commentaries about one scripture to to understand the context and and there it's it's a challenge it truly is but it's so much easier to look like a good man and fling the sword uh haphazardly like you spoke about by picking out scriptures and and so if people can you know if men can taste what 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 christianity feels like uh and i speak christianity lightly obviously be, being a man of god if you can play being a man of god easier than it is to be a man of god Ooh, they will stop there like larping and they won't dig in what's that like larping have you heard of larping yeah yeah like, where, like when you play with foam stuff and you kind of like nerf toys yeah and, and <laughs> yeah absolutely and and the thing is is are they using the word in their battles or when when they see the battle coming do they drop their sword and run and that i think is something i struggled with a lot and a lot of men that i know struggled with that in their their crusade to manhood because they they didn't know how to wield it mm. and to be honest that was one of the things god put on my heart when i first asked him about the mission before he gave me this the spiritual burden uh or mission you know a burden can be good it's just um you know it was it's heavy and yeah. before you can do that you have to learn how to wield the sword because the sword is truly like a long sword when you first pick it up it's heavy and it's it's uh very unbalanced feeling in your hands because you're 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 not used to wielding it but when you get used to wielding the sword in your own daily life within yourself and you've trained with it and and all these other things it feels more like a saber which is that that light sword yeah, that yeah, people yeah. use in fencing because now you can you can control it and it's 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 more in the wrist and you're not flinging it 
And and I think that that's such a, an interesting thing that God always uses the analogy of the sword and the word, because a sword can be both used for offensive and, and defensive, defensive. Yep. movements. And you, as a martial artist, I James, knew you, you was going to go there. <laughs> yeah, I have to bring that in because I think that that's one of the most masculine things to do is to practice martial arts and to train the physical because it's such a great representation of our mental battles that we go through and spiritual battles. I, uh, one um, thing, and, um, yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry, because a thought came to my mind. I'm sorry for cutting please, you off, please. but no, I think no. this will be go juicy. Um, one one thing I feel in, in when we when we are on this crusade to manhood that we resist fathering. We resist, mm. we resist mentors and we resist senseis what i mean by that like i'm a i'm a martial arts instructor by day um and i have kids will come to me and they will resist my training because they believe they already know how to fight because they've been in a couple fights but their technique is wrong they're not doing it right (laughs) they're swelling they're they think they can you know beat um beat some of the girls in my class and and then when until they see them hit the pads and train and stuff then they realize like oh man this girl will beat my tail because she's been training in the word Uh, what i'm saying is i feel and do you feel do you feel that men resist fathering because that's what we need we need when we i was i'm a fatherless father like i grew up with my uncle and aunt uh, because my mom was murdered when I was five and my dad was never around. So I'm a fatherless father. I had to get mentors to help me become a better father. You understand what I mean? Yes. Absolutely, James. And, you know, and I feel you. I had six sisters and a single mom. Uh, my dad was was not in the picture. And he, he walked out before I was even born, really. And I, I'd known him, but I, you know, he wasn't a man of God. And and so I feel you on that. And I was a very feminine boy, you know, and, and I got beat up all the time because I wouldn't even try fighting. And I'm pretty sure I was taught not to fight. And, you know, so there's there's these things where uh, and, and it did, it was hard for me when I learned Muay Thai and uh, and I started weightlifting. There was this this beginning phase of not wanting to admit that I didn't know anything. Huh. Because as a man, our pride gets in the way so many times. And, you know, especially coming from a place of not having a masculine leader or mentor, we don't want to admit that we know nothing about being a man. Huh. And even even boys who come in or men, whatever, you know, whatever age and identity they want to identify with. But a lot of the time they're boys. You know, they they won't accept the fact that they need a father and that they are afraid of looking like a boy. And that's huh. the funniest thing is that's the, the, the least masculine thing is being afraid of looking like a boy. When you are fearlessly walking into something and you're humble, humility is one of the greatest signs, I think, of godly masculinity because you will always be humbled and God will continuously humble you so you might as well accept it now and mm. be ready to always be humble. So I think that that's one of the big things that is going to help our generations, whether it's your age or mine, to become greater men of God and to be able to be fathered. Right. I think we need to we need to uh, one of the things I had to do and I didn't mean to is just like I needed people men in my life to 
to speak into my heart to 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 um and i had i had a to to yeah to father me to help me along the way um one of my one of my mentors just passed away last week um oh, i'm sorry and bro. he was he was my cousin but he was my like the first pastor you know how you go to church with your family and you know right. but this is my first the first pastor i chose to go to and i Ooh, stayed with him big. for 11 years up under his tutelage and, and the man that i am now with being a husband and a father has a lot to do with um his teaching and and mm. and he te- and like um and I, I grew a lot under him. I, you know what I mean. I continue to grow. And I'm still you appreciative. Trusted his leadership. Yeah, I trusted his leadership. Time, like really, it's the right? first. Yeah, it's the first man I saw uh, hug his son, like hug and kiss, like mm. him and his son used to hug and kiss on the cheek. I have never saw that in my life. First time I saw that. First time I heard of a man like he used to tell us, um, like your wife shouldn't have to work. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Why does she have yeah. to work when you're a man? Like she can if she want to, but she don't have to. Like he was the first one to to tell me that and to step up as a man. Like it was the first mentor I had that fathering. Um, um, it was an extra boost of fathering, and also like you have you have senseis along the way. You have your your martial arts instructors that teach you perseverance, that teach you to take a punch, that teach you to look past things. And I'm telling you, heroes, I'm telling you, um, it's very very important for you to pray for fathering god will yeah. give that to you why would god as the, the the most amazing father in the world keep you from getting fathered he will bring people mm. in your life to give you the tips and tricks uh teach you how to slip teach you how to take a leg check teach you how to leg check teach you you know what mm. I me mean? he will give those yeah. those bring those people in your Testing. life you know what i mean yeah and really that's his way of fathering us too right james where he puts people that he's tested already into our lives to test us and therefore he's testing us through them oh Oh. so it's it's really levels of mentorship yes yes and i think too um and i know you probably experienced it in your martial arts class that all of a sudden you become a teacher to the new guy and they're not going to lie to you. They're going to be real with you. And that's the greatest feeling to have those brothers. And you know what's awesome is that is what being the body of Christ looks like. Uh. Uh, is is being the arm for somebody's shoulder or being, you know, the knee for somebody's shin. You know, it's just being a necessary element in somebody's circle. Uh, and, you know, we see that with Jesus and even with his three, James, John, and Peter, you know, he he had 12 disciples, but he also had three and he would mentor them and they'd be the body together and he would leg check them all the time. Do you know all the stories when there's multitudes in the book of Mark? I just finished reading it again. And there's like a, there's there's this thing that happens maybe three or four times where they're teaching a multitude. Jesus is teaching a multitude and he turns to his disciple one of the times it was Philip and he goes, do you have enough fish and bread for these people? And he's like, like the last three times, we don't have enough for them, Jesus. And he says, you're right, because I'm enough for them. Mm. And together, we're going to make this happen. And and so the thing is, though, is he keeps checking them. You know, that's like checks right there. That's training them. That's uh, making them come uncomfortable before he left. Uh, and, and then, you know, showing them how to do that. And that is true mentorship. That is father- hood and and fathering and i love that i think that 
you know, your focus on that, James, is so important. And your mission in restoring heroes uh, is is one that is going to be successful because people need it and they desire it and their hearts desire it. Yeah, man. I, I, man, I know you have to go because we, we're pressing on time. Um, can yeah. you tell us more about the camp? Um, you talked about a camp when we first started. Can you tell us a little bit more about the camp you envision for, um, you know, Crusade to Manhood? Yeah, absolutely. So right now, you know, we're doing the online uh, group, which is going to be the foundation that we build more and more of these these gatherings together because we intend to, in time, bring a group of mentors together in order to raise up the next generation of men. Those of you listening right now and those of, uh, those of your friends and, and anybody else that is listening, no matter the age per se, the crusade to manhood is ageless. Mm. And the, the purpose is to train men in the areas of life, just like we're talking about, James, like checking them, but in all these different areas, humility, uh, teamwork, integrity, uh, physical prowess, you know, these things that the fatherless don't get taught. Mm. I didn't get taught. You didn't get taught until later, you know, and something that truly elevates the process for young men and quite frankly, any age, but, but our focus is young men. And that's what was put on my heart by God because of my past experiences and and knowing that man i would have loved for a man to come into my life and leg check me and test me and and then validate me and say wow okay you were down here but you're getting up here now come on now and and i'm seeing that masculinity in your heart grow keep going because if i had been told that i wouldn't even have fallen as many times as i as i did because there were there was so much despair and anger and fear where faith, hope, and love should have been given by another man mm. uh, through God's love. And and so that's the goal. And so what we're trying to do right now is just get guys together. Right now we're doing it virtually because of this crazy worldwide pandemic thing that's happening. Mm, but we want to elevate that, you know? Yeah, man. I, I'm, I'm really, really excited. Uh, how can men get involved in the online community? What What can they do? Yeah, absolutely. Follow us at Instagram, on Instagram at Crusade to Manhood. That's our biggest uh, community. We actually talk with anybody who wants to talk. We've got some really awesome guys out there who listen to our podcast, like a like a young guy named Isaac. Um, and he's been listening and he opens up to us and talks with us. And I hope he's listening right now. But, uh, you know, it's amazing because joining that, you know, be able to connect to everything else. And the, the important part is that, you know, getting involved and really, you know, putting yourself into the conversation, DMing us and commenting on things and then getting on the website, crusademano.com and commenting on our blog posts. We like to call them lessons because they're things that we've all gone through that we have tested and vetted and, and that have changed our hearts and, and habits. And then getting involved with masterminds and groups where you're going to become a part of a, a tight-knit group, brotherhood that's that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life, 
with guys who are going through the same things and uh, with with us who want to just um, expand your horizons and give you what God's given us. And that's the best way to get involved is just to take the initiative and ask the questions. Oh, man. I thank you. I thank you again, Isaiah, for coming through. Check out, please, man, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and go to that podcast. Subscribe to that podcast. Crusade to Manhood is everywhere. iTunes, Google. I got it. I got it on my Google stuff um, because I don't got an iPhone. (laughs) And uh, go ahead and, and check them out. Isaiah and Anthony have a heart to help men find the fathering that they need that to, to mentor young men as we all crusade um, to manhood. And that's all I got to say about that. Until next time, heroes, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, and be strong out there. Whoop! Oh,